you're listening to The Slot. Hey, welcome to The Slot. It's disclaimer time. There's going to be swearing and there are going to be spoilers. So if you've got kids around, poppers in your ears. And if you don't want to hear any spoilers, go away, watch the show and come back later. We're always going to be here and we're always going to be free. We're not associated with Wentworth, Fremantle or Foxtel. We're just some fans talking about a show that we love and our opinions are our own. Stay slotty. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of The Slot with your two favorite hosts, Hannah. Hello. And Al. Say hi, Al. Hello, hello. Great. Today, we'll be talking about Goldfish Part 2. That's Season 8, Episode 8, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. And we're going to go in depth in regards to it. However, before we start off with our little conversation i have some tea here and biscuits and i'm yeah. sitting here next to um bridget in my mind and uh, um we'll just have al say a few kind words yeah i just wanted to um kind of address something at the start of this episode which we have addressed before but i'm gonna say it again and i'm sure none of our listeners are doing it but um, there's been some lovely transphobia floating around um, again with regards to um, Reb, the character, and um, the actor who plays Reb, Zoe, and it's just not okay. So if you see transphobia, um, call it out and step in and stand up for your trans brothers and sisters and non-binary siblings and be a good citizen and a good ally. Um, and if you have been saying transphobic things, just fucking stop it. It's really as simple as that. So I'm not going to delve into anything more than that. And also, the next thing I wanted to talk about was the leaked spoilers from the final two episodes. There's a difference between discussing something that's aired on Australian TV and something that hasn't yet aired. And I think with respect to the fans and the actors and the writers who have put all this work into this show don't spoil it for other people so yeah that's my um psa for today and now on to more love you know you guys when you say and do things and this also goes into response to what's going on with um zoe as well yeah my heart goes out to um them because it, it's not fun it's not fun to be bullied and even though the internet is a great thing it also hides cowards mm. and do you know what this I feel even worse for Zoe when actually Zoe is, by my knowledge, one of the very first out non-binary actors to play a trans character on such a major show. And they get that much hate that I'd say, and actually Zoe is, is tackling it with a, a lot of grace, a lot of poise and a lot of elegance, but somebody without the same confidence and without the same poise could turn around and be like i'm not doing this again and then we lose our representation and as a fandom in wentworth we are so lucky to have a cast that is very accessible um i think most people have had communications with their favorite cast members online or in some way um and this is just ensuring that people lose that faith in in fans and and keep their guard up and it just it just ruins it for everybody it does what you see these cowards they don't think about everybody it's all about me right mm. me, anyway. me 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 
But anyway, we're going to go through our lovely goldfish part two because there's a lot of things we want to discuss. So I'm going to let you start off. Who do you want to talk about first? Okay, so I'm going to make this really, really quick. I promise. I know that you hate it when I do this. But this episode was really special because we saw the return of the gay towel. (laughs) And it wasn't in a scene with Jake and Will. It was in a scene with Jake and Vera. Um, so the gay towel is there. It's it's still hanging up. I hope to God somebody's washed it. Um, but it's still there. It's still flying with pride. And I'm happy to see it back on our screens. I've missed it. Well, with that being said, let's start with Jake. <laughs> Jake wants to uh, show that he's the man and he's taking care of things and he doesn't want Kath to regain consciousness or her memory. He Mm -hmm. wants her to just be Kath because it's better for him. It's better for Vera. And, you know, in a way, I don't blame him because if Kath remembers what's going on, she's going to definitely link him to sending her setting her up with that box and she does probably have pictures of vera Mm -hmm. will and jake so if all three of them go to prison for conspiracy you know tampering with evidence hiding Mm -hmm. this that what's going to happen to baby grace so i mean he's he's thinking out far which i i i don't know if vera is thinking out that far vera is probably just thinking that she wants joan to pay for all of her transgressions and all the evil things that she's done which Mm. probably she won't i yeah i don't think joan um sorry i don't think vera is even thinking beyond the immediacy of keeping grace safe yeah so and i mean rightfully so that is her baby and she's a new mother and you know first time mothers are always like that they can't see past the baby yeah which you you you, which you saw when um (laughs) she took down mandy yes who who was played by jennifer volatic uh she's best known for being in for love alone Wonderful actress, actually, I may add, and very scary because apparently she scared the shit out of Linda when that little siege was going on. Yeah. So this is the first time that we've got some like confirmation that that Linda is really suffering after that siege. Um, And she cowered in the corner and she was just paralyzed by fear. I mean, like when Vera turned around after making sure that Grace was safe and and unharmed linda was still completely frozen in the corner yeah i mean they're showing that she's suffering from ptsd but my thing is she was very quick to uh beat up on boomer and she really wanted to go after judy when judy was rebelling yeah and she nearly hit somebody else so i'm wondering you know um mandy didn't have a gun or anything because they did do that little flashback with the gun being pointed to her head yeah. and things of that nature. I mean, I guess because it was sort of like a riot type of thing. Yeah. Maybe that's why, you know, she froze, but I think she's twitchy. I think that's her defense. Her number one defense mechanism is um, beat the shit out of them. And then number two, Well, she did have freeze. her chance this time, but I guess maybe there were too many of them and yeah. she just gave up. She just froze. <laughs> I think, yeah, and this is, uh, I'm 
upset that it's taken eight episodes um, for this to kind of become key in the story. But I guess they've had to lay those foundations. But I'm glad it's coming out now. Yeah, because she, um, after she took uh, Red back to his room, she told him that, you know, you're lucky Miller's a soft cock. If it were up to me, I'd slot you. And, you know, she walked out. Mm, I, I just, like, everything that's going on with Linda kind of makes sense. But also at the same time, I'm like, just stop being an asshole. And I mean, she made the comment, you know, eat it or pretend it's Ramadan. So I was, I was like, wait, what the hell? Come on now. Mm. So, I mean, um, Linda, I don't know. She needs help. She needs a lot of help. I agree. And I'm hoping that we're going to see her get that help um, within the next two episodes. I doubt it. But will she want it? Will she want it? This is the thing. Deputy Governor. Deputy Governor. So moving on from, from Linda, um, let's i think should we go into the um the judy stuff because i think that's quite quick and then then we'll move to you know the more meaty yeah judy's Mm. quick judy um i'm becoming a little afraid of her she's evil more and more each time she's calculated she's evil upon slightly sociopathic Mm, she's from what i'm sensing and seeing in her demeanor now yeah rightfully so you know how spoiled kids are nobody wants to get in trouble nobody wants to admit that they're wrong nobody wants to take responsibility for anything i think the big thing is that she doesn't know how prison works but she also doesn't care because she thinks she's above it yeah which is so dangerous it is um I just love Boomer's look when uh, she was looking, you know, we have to, we have to protect Allie. You know, we have to stay strong for Allie's sake. Yeah. And you know, she didn't give a shit. She doesn't give a shit about Allie, to be yeah. honest with you. She really doesn't. But watching Boomer throughout that whole kind of um, those few scenes was like watching the old Liz. In a way. Like yeah. that kind of, she had that nurturing instinct and she just seemed to be like i know this isn't going right but there's literally nothing i can do about it other than try and be there when it all goes wrong yeah i mean boomer actually wanted to take responsibility so that we could clear up um the lockdown and things of that nature but uh you know ruby didn't agree with that and she felt remorse about it Mm. um (sighs) And I mean, on one hand, with what Judy said, I get it because, you know, Lou is a problem. Lou is a problem to Allie. And to get her out of the picture, yes. But going back to what you said as far as her not understanding how prison works, yes, that's true too. Because now by doing this and getting Lou out the way, Lou will eventually come back. Lou is going to come for Allie. Uh she's not going to take any prisoners and ali is probably going to lose her top dog yeah definitely because lou was just undermining her the entire time ever since she got there i mean for all intents and purposes i feel like lou is pretty much top dog at this point yeah um she's command she has a lot more command over a larger proportion of the women 
um she seems to be able to organize things like riots and this and that and that um she well yeah, and did help her and did help her with that by giving her the pedos and the really bad bad people yeah and i think i, I knew exactly what she were. was doing yeah so i mean you know when you have all of these dangerous criminals behind you do you think the other people are going to stand up to you really no yeah i mean and she also made a point of uh pairing joan and um uh mari oh well yeah and Mari and Lou as well. So she got those very two notorious and opposing figures. Uh, yeah, she made a point of that, and she's definitely helped Lou. And but for all intents and purposes, apart from the name and the pseudo status, Lou is top dog. Yeah, I'm agreeing, and it, and it's sad because you know Ali was kind of um, taking after Kaz as far as trying to be the she no violence against women. She and... can't handle it though. Ali can't, she hasn't got the, um, she hasn't got the like ability to separate um, and like treat it like a job um, as Kaz did. I think Kaz was able to kind of separate, you know, this is what I have to do as top dog to this is who I am as a person. And, and Ali's not being very good at separating that and she's losing sight of herself as B did. Um, and it just, it, Top Dog can't be maintained. It's, it's, it's impossible to maintain that psychologically and physically. It's, it sounds exhausting and, it, it, and we've seen it look, it is exhausting with yeah. previous Top Dogs. Um, but Ali is burning out far quicker and it's just not her bag. Well, she has a lot more stress on her plate especially with um joan returning from the jet yeah i mean she's she's post riot where prisoners and mm. and people died um you know she's post b who you know she loved and and has died she's shot her girlfriend in the knee she shot somebody between the eyes so she's like i've actually killed somebody now mm. who, what does that make me as a person mm. and then she's yeah. got this top dog thrust upon her and it's yeah and then joan comes back in and mari comes back in and ruby goes missing and yeah yeah it's a mess and and now the um the, the women are turning against her calling her useless fucking top dog mm -hmm. uh, you call yourself top dog you know what are you doing about it because of the lockdown and you know people especially women are quick to turn against you in the blink of the eye yeah and um <clears throat> it's quite sad really going back to lockdown though how much did you feel like wentworth predicted 2020 when they were filming this <laughs> and yeah i was just i was looking at it and i was like i i actually don't feel sorry for you because that doesn't sound too bad for me actually mm -hmm. at least you have each other and you're not just in mm -hmm. a room on your own for six weeks <laughs> where well, they didn't have zoom like we did <laughs> yeah, but they've got each other and they've got lsd yeah they're high as a kite mm -hmm. but uh i i don't know um when they did cause the uprising and boomer was yelling at everybody to stop it you know i'm in charge nobody even listened to boomer mm -hmm. and it's kind of like they were throwing her around like a rag doll like you know just get out of the way so 
Yeah, Boomer is Liz now. Nobody listens. You know, yeah. Boomer. Boomer she's lost trying to her keep mojo. Peace as well. And yeah, she's trying and it's it's just not working. Mm. Another word on Ali is as top dog. So we saw and I've seen it online get a lot of attention. Um, the transition scene of uh, Ali where the phone cord looks like a noose around her neck. Ali's neck? Yeah. Did you yeah. see this transition? No, I didn't. Okay, so as, as one scene is fading out and it's a close-up of, of Ali's face, they go to a shot of a phone cord. And it oh, looks, yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember like that. Um, yeah. And people are wondering what that signifies. I, I think that it, it signifies that Ali is literally tying her own noose here as top dog. Um, she is sealing her own fate. And there's nothing she can do about it, and it's the only way that she can move in any direction is to basically end herself and whether that's means that her life ends or whether that means that she relinquishes the power of top dog i don't know but i think that that's what that's what it signified to me oh, i wasn't even thinking about it what how did you or did you not even consider it I didn't think about it. No, I didn't even consider it at all. I do know that Ali's at wit's end. Um, she she's lagged, tired. even though, yeah, she's tired. Even though she did it to protect the women, just like what B did. That's fine. And she said, but Lou lagged well. too. Lou lagged too. Mm. Lou uh, lagged on Judy and whoever yep. else she could lag on. So, I mean, uh, tit for tat. Um, but Ali said something very interesting about lagging. She said, "Be lagged once. It was the last thing she ever did. Um, yeah, that I remember. Protect me. Um, and I was wondering, I was like, uh, with that, that scene of the noose, well, the, the telephone as the noose and stuff, I was like, oh, is this indicating to us that, you know, Ali's death is imminent? I don't know. I won't speculate. Or maybe her her um, death as top dog is imminent. Like she's not going to be top dog anymore. Yeah, I think these are the two options. I think it's going to be one of those two options. Because um, I, I can tell you as a fact that the next episode, that new character is going to come in. <laughs> and Fucking <supposedly>, finally. <laughs> supposedly she's a bad guy. So we'll see. Maybe she'll be top dog. Yes. So interestingly, that brings us nicely into um, the, is it called True Path? Um, what, the next episode? No, the cult that Reb and... Um, oh yeah, the True Path. Yeah. True mm-hmm. Path. Yeah, True Path. Very reminiscent of, um, if anybody listening likes true crime, Jonestown. Yes. Are you Um, talking about Jim Jones? Yes, Mm. yes. The Jonestown Massacre where there was a mass suicide. Um, But at the end, we find out that it may not have been a mass suicide. And it may have been... Oh, I knew it wasn't. A mass murder Uh at the hands of Lou. Yeah, I don't know how she cajoled the people or maybe she just put the poison in their food without them knowing. I think that's probably more likely, yeah. And they just died, and to hide whatever evidence she could, she just burned down the damn place. Yeah, and this uh, this person that's coming in, Sheila, we know that she's something to do with this cult. So uh, okay, 
um, because that's what it said on the TV that they'd arrested somebody and then Sheila comes in. So I'm assuming it's her, right? Um, so she may be the only thing that links Lou to that instant and therefore we could see Lou going down for some sort of murder. That is true, which would be good because Lou is just horrible. Oh, and Lou is just, oh, I love, I love, hate, no, let me rephrase that. I love Lou. I think she's a really fun character to watch, but Jesus, I would not want to know her in real life. Yeah, no, uh, people like her are very dangerous. I mean, they're quite charismatic. However, they're only that way when things go their way, as you can see, because when Kath tried to stand up to Lou that she didn't want to poison Dr. Miller, um, the way she acted and Mari was trying to defend, um, you know, Kath, mm-hmm. the way Lou came out to them, it was, it was, it was a bit, it was a bit much. Yeah. I think uh, I forgot what it was that Lou told them, you know, that like she's the only person standing in between all of these other people killing them or something like that. I forgot what it was. I yeah, you're, you're only breathing because of me or something yeah. like that. Um, but I we also saw, or I feel that we also saw, um, the relationship between Lou and Reb also fracture a little bit in this episode, and we saw some more weak links there. Um, yeah, I, I kind of think that Lou is afraid. I mean, not Lou. Reb is afraid of Lou. I completely agree, yeah completely agree especially when um reb was acting up after he encountered dr miller and it reminded him of what happened between him and whoever this brian mendel is played by brian Vrenz. in case you guys know who brian Vrenz is he is actually ben on all saints who was married to uh braun yep aka libby tanner oh yeah he was um I guess the one questioning Reb and when Dr. Miller was yeah. questioning Reb, Reb just totally lost it. And I, I, I get it. Yeah. I, he obviously had some flashbacks. I mean, I was kind of watching this and thinking, and, and Reb was saying, oh, I don't need a psychiatrist to like put a tick in a box, like um, just so I can get the surgery. Uh, um, and well, I don't even want to say unfortunately because I'm in the position where I think that uh, that is bloody correct and that you, if, before you make such a decision as to have such a massive surgery done, you should be checked by a psychiatrist. That's very interesting because um, Reb did say I'm trans, not psychotic. And, yeah, um, and trans isn't a mental health condition. It's not a mental health condition and it, it shouldn't be seen like that. But before any surgery... Um, you know, if that's elective, which, you know, a chest surgery is elective. So is some like kidney stone removal surgery. So, you Mm -hmm. know, elective doesn't mean cosmetic. Um, Any kind of surgery like that, you should have to go through psychological assessments. I have a friend who um, unfortunately had to have his leg amputated and he went through a year of psychological assessment before that. So like, it's not Mm -hmm. just for trans people. 
Yeah, there's a reason between the madness sometimes. As a healthcare professional, you're supposed to be quite objective, even though I do know there are some in the profession that are not. But mm. you need to be objective because you're looking for the welfare of your patient or whoever that patient is that's coming to you so that you can assess them. Um, there's such a thing in America called the Hippocratic Oath. You know, mm. you, you, you're supposed to swear to do right by your patient at all times possible, even though I do see that being taken for granted quite a lot. Mm -hmm. I have seen it being taken for granted when I used to practice and it's quite sad, but you know, as human beings, we are flawed regardless of whether we want to believe it or not. We're not the chosen ones. And um, it's just a requirement that needs to be done. So I, I, I felt for Reb when he had those flashbacks, because I, I know what it's like to um, not, I, I, I can empathize with what he's going through because I haven't gone through something like that, nor am I intending to go through something like that. But I know what it's like when you have somebody questioning your ability or your desires for something that you yeah. feel you are. And as a trans person, it's, it's really tiring having to justify yourself and justify your existence the entire time and jump through hoops to have the same happiness that other people, same happiness and comfortability that other people are just born with. Um, and it's really shit, but that's just the way to make sure that everything's right for you. And at the end of the day, everybody's there. Everybody who's working with you is working to make you happy and make your life better. And you just have to remember that, however shitty it seems. Yeah, unfortunately. So mm. um, it, it was quite interesting that Reb wanted to sleep with Mari after Lou got slotted. Yeah, and, and I think this increases the vulnerability that we're seeing from Reb. Yeah, I understand the vulnerability, but I'm wondering if uh, Reb is just clinging on to Lou because Lou can protect him. I think um, Reb is clinging on to anything that can protect him, hence why he's forming this bond with Mari, because he, he needs somebody to protect him, and he's starting to realize that he can't rely on Lou anymore. Well, I'm thinking the relationship with Mari is a bit different. I think Reb sees Mari as a mother figure, the mother that he wished he had. That's what I'm thinking. I completely agree. Completely agree. I don't think there's anything romantic between Reb and Mari at all. Yeah. Um, but I think that, um, in terms of what he's getting from um, Mari when Lou is not there or not able mm. to provide it is the same thing. Is that okay. nurturing and that safety? Well, I don't know if Lou is nurturing. But I think uh. that's what he craves. I think that's that's what he craves and he tries to get from Lou and it, it just doesn't it doesn't happen. Yeah, because he's young, you know, who knows if Lou is his first girlfriend. This is also true. This would be interesting. Yeah, because if that's the case, you know, I understand what it's like to have your first love. And you, you, you can't see anything else besides, oh, I love that person, you know, oh, they'll grow out of it or. Or, yeah, they'll change or something like that. Like, no, they won't do that to me mm. until they do. And then you're wondering, well, what the hell happened here? 
So I, um, it's quite interesting. It's just, um, uh, I don't know what to say. I, I'm just uh, scared a little bit for Reb. And I'm also scared for Mari because Lou sees what's going on. That's one thing yeah. with Lou. Lou's not stupid. And the relationship between Reb and Mari is growing while there is some sort of distance between Reb and Lou. And Lou feels that she needs to fix this by getting rid of Miller so that a new psychiatrist will come in and just tick the box, which I don't think Lou looked past the fact that perhaps if this new person would come in, I'd love it to be Bridget Westfall, but you know. I was just going to um, say how much do you <laughs> that Bridget's heels would come clip clopping down that hallway. <laughs> and um, they'd probably do the same thing. And perhaps maybe this person may say no. Well, yeah, I, I just don't think Lou has that forethought at all. She's just like, right, this is a problem. Let's get rid of it. Yeah, um, most she... people don't. They don't look far ahead. Just like as you see with Vera, Vera just wants Joan to get justice. Whereas, you know, unfortunately, I have to give it to Jake. He's looking at the bigger picture. He's like, you're crazy. If this yeah. woman remembers, then she's going to bring us all down. And then what's going to happen? Mm. going to put grace in the foster system and you'll never be able to see your kid again because you're going to go down for murder so what you're saying here is that jake is the hero no i didn't say that i think you did i did not all i, I said all i said was that jake is looking further past the fact that kath should not remember anything that's what i'm saying translates roughly into jake's hero no <laughs> i refuse to admit that because he's not because he he um gave poor cat some unsettling news that dr miller is dangerous basically he was blaming miller for killing liz well causing murder. i mean um he's not entirely wrong is he we don't know that for sure I mean, he did give her the wrong medication. He did. What wrong medication? When she was like, um, oh no, because he immediately took her off, didn't he? he yeah, it wasn't. As soon as she, she was started the, having was, side effects. Yeah, he took yeah. her off and she begged him to give it back to her because she needed to talk to Archie. But um, I, I wouldn't contribute. I think it's more of her disease that caused yeah. that. It's, I don't necessarily okay, it's i take that back i hold my hand up take that back but um <laughs> i just think he's um, evil like i'm just looking for a way to hate him who dr miller i actually don't hate him anymore and well i never hated him it just didn't trust him there's something about him and you know there could be something about him still but i'm kind of like because he did help mari as you see mm -hmm. he uh, he did help kaz mm -hmm. um He's trying to help Reb. He didn't send Reb to the slot. He just mm -hmm. said, uh, just forget it, because he understood what Reb is going through. You know, So he seems to be understanding quite like Bridget, but he's not Bridget. That's okay. I have to say Bridget, you know, because mm -hmm. I love Bridget. <laughs> just like you love Jake, I love Bridget. Yeah. But uh, he, yeah, he seems, you know, he seems okay. And he did apologize to Vera 
even though I don't know what the hell he was thinking about when he took Kath down to the nursery to see the babies. I re- and this is another thing that I'm like, as soon as I'm starting to think, maybe I got Dr. Miller wrong and, and you know, actually he is a nice guy and he's just misunderstood. And then he takes Joan down um, to the crash, knowing her history as well um, in that prison, knowing that Vera's child is there, Jake's child is there. Um, I just think it was incredibly irresponsible and just weird. And I'm like, the fuck are you doing, mate? Like, that is never... Even if she wasn't a prisoner, and even if that was a a regular hospital where he had a psychiatric payment, you, patient, you'd never, ever take that psychiatric payment. Ugh, bloody hell. You'd never, ever, ever take that psychiatric patient or any patient, psychiatric oncology gastro you'd never take them to the staff crash ever yes this i agree with i'm thinking perhaps maybe he wanted to try and jolt her memory to make her think about you know possibly revert back to childhood to gather I feel like there's better ways to do that. oh yes no i'm not disagreeing with you on that i am agreeing with you on that what is funny and what striked out for me was the fact that she asked about grace yes she recognized grace 100 percent, she recognized grace whose baby is that and why out of all the babies she was asking about grace also can we talk about how shocked she was when jake was like um leave my my baby out of this and then vera was like leave my baby and she's like you what i thought oh man (laughs) Oh, <laughs> her face yeah. was like, oh, 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 okay. <laughs> you and oh, okay, yeah, didn't mm. see it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Loved it. So, I think that was my favorite moment of the show, actually. Really? Yeah. I thought it was cute. I'm like, oh, God, they just gave her information when they didn't want to. Yeah. I mean, it's a shame. it is. Well, what to do, you know? these things talking about dr miller um i genuinely thought he was dead at the end no i didn't (laughs) genuinely thought kath had slipped that no i didn't think so i i I knew that wasn't gonna happen that would be too obvious um i i i um want to say that it doesn't matter who you were only who you are now when Mari was talking to Joan in regards to that, because mm. she thinks she's a monster. Well, Joan's a monster. And um, to a certain extent, I do agree with Mari. But as far as poisoning Dr. Miller, I didn't think she was going to go through with it. Um, I, I really want to agree with Mari and my my kind of head says yep that makes complete sense and that's what I believe but I almost want to make an exception for Joan and I know <laughs> I know rationally like in my head you you should have one rule for everybody you shouldn't make exceptions um but oh, I don't know and no I just no sorry I could I still believe she doesn't remember and I still think Joan is her alternate personality I believe that Kath 
was Kath and she created Joan to deal with her daddy or make her daddy happy. Now, okay. the reason why I say that is because these recurrent dreams or whoever this little girl is that appears to her is, I think, that was her when she was younger. Yes. So I was going to say the same thing. I think that little girl was her. I think something awful happened to her. She um, killed her father. That's what happened to her. Because it looks like her father was drowning her. That's why she wanted to drown B the first time she tried to kill B. Yes. So interestingly, we're thinking along very similar lines. I, however, didn't think that she killed her father. I think that she may have seen uh, somebody kill somebody else because those uh, the bloody footprints looked quite large. They didn't look like child's footprints. So they no. always seem like somebody else's footprints. Um, also, those footprints did not, they didn't walk. They hopped, if you noticed. Mm. Um, which I thought was very strange. Probably isn't um, anything of any significance. Okay, well, if it's hopping, then it could have been a child, yes? Yeah, but those footprints were huge. Well, mind you, Joan is pretty huge. <laughs> so, could be Joan as a child. Who knows? But um, I think... Kath has been created by Joan rather than the other way around. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, but I still think that she, she knows or she knows a lot more than she's laying on. I still think it's an act. I don't think she knows yet. I think it will joggle her brain somehow. Something else has joggle. to happen for her. I love that word. Joggle. Yeah. Well, somehow something's going to come, but at this point right now, I don't believe that she is, Joan. Mm. Can we talk about the fact that she stole a fish? <laughs> because I thought that was interesting. I I love the fact that she's got a fish in her cell with her. I love it. <laughs> Having recently um got a fish friend myself, um, I know that they're great company. They don't talk back. Um and mm -hmm. they don't whine for food. They're great. <laughs> um however it took Dr. Miller far too long to realize that there was a fish missing. <laughs> and what is she planning to feed that fish? I don't think she's going to feed it anything. It's probably going to die the same way Joan's fish died. She's going to try and give it CPR like she did last time. It's possible. Just poking it in the right. chest. Those goldfish are quite contentious. It's <laughs> their memory. Some say that every what five seconds three three seconds so every lap of the fish tank they're discovering a brand new world do you know what i really hope that's not true because i feel like i've built a, a relationship with my little fish she's called finn manuel um and we have really long chats and i hope he doesn't forget those probably does because they're boring uh what <laughs> <laughs> i sing to him Oh, God, poor fish. Do, do fish have ears? <laughs> I think they can sense vibrations. <laughs> I love him. Oh, God. Well, but then it was Joan-like that she likes the goldfish. Yeah, and she was really drawn to that. And I think mm -hmm. that um, like you could see when he was like, oh, do you like goldfish? And she was like confused. Hmm. Because, I mean, me looking into that is... She doesn't know how to answer that question because she's like, if I say yes, is that giving too much Joan? But I think you would probably see it in a different way. 
Well, Joan Ferguson is a monster, and why would I want to remember her? She was obviously pure evil. Yes, and the way that Joan looked at Dr. Miller when she said the words pure evil, I felt that was very Joan. Yes, this is true. I felt there was something in there that she was like, yeah, she was self-reflecting. It's a possibility, but at this point, like I said, I still believe she's Kath, and Joan has not materialized. Mm. Whether or not she will, I'm not sure. Mm. I'm I'm definitely, like, seeing your point of view emerge more. Uh, The longer this goes on, I'm kind of like, I don't, I, I don't, I'm not necessarily there with you yet, but I think that if this goes on for much longer, I could get get to your point of view uh, and it makes sense but for me as a Joan hater I don't want to give her any benefit of <laughs> the reason why I'm saying is that if it were Joan and she was given that rat poison to kill Dr. Miller to see people hurt because that's what Joan does I don't know maybe the real Joan wouldn't do it she would keep that poison for someone else I don't think poison is a way that Joan would kill somebody. Oh, she has many ways of killing people. What does she do? Burn things down, chokes people, twists their neck, shoots them up with something, stabs them, hot shots. Yeah, this is the thing. I don't think it's hands-on enough for Joan. It's not her MO at all. She likes to see life leave somebody's eyes. Yeah, that's true too. So... Yes. That is a also, possibility. Poisoning mm-hmm. poisoning in terms of Lou um is a very, very um stereotypically female way of Yeah. <laughs> this is true. Mm. Well it's very easy and you don't really have to do much. Well, we won't give away just how easy it is. No recipe sharing now. No, 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 no. I won't do <laughs> Okay, so I mean I feel like we've we've covered the episode quite well um what um is your kind of take-home message from this episode and and predictions for next one i'm predicting that we're going to see more of judy's evil ways and i think um the relationship between reb and mari is going to solidify more Mm -hmm. and it's going to draw a wedge in between lou and reb and also I I'm scared for my alley. Yeah, I think that um we're gonna start seeing uh Ali unravel further as top top dog in a more public way in terms of with the prisoners. Mm-hmm. Um I think we might see her step down probably at the end of the last episode of um of this season. Um I agree with the Reb and Mari. I think that their bond is going to grow stronger and it's going to force a wedge um, further between Reb and Lou. I mean, Lou has now gone off to the slot because they think that she bashed Anne. So what's that time away going to do to the relationship between Reb and Mari? That's something that hopefully we'll get to see more episode. And I do also, shock horror, want to predict that next episode we'll meet Sheila Oh yeah, for fuck's sake! I better News be right this News alert! News <laughs> alert! She's showing up. Um, the I other thing. Right. Oh, I'm sure you will be 100. percent I'll bank some money on that if I had any. 
And also, I'm wondering now that Lou's in the slot, what are the prisoners going to do to Mari and Kath? Because their protector is not there. Oh, that is a good point. Something I hadn't thought about, actually. Uh, mm. So, I mean, that, that that's interesting. And um, uh, who knows? Who knows? Maybe somebody might attack her and jog her memory. Hmm. So that's another thing too to look out for. Yeah. But that's um yeah. Joan could be in a lot of danger actually in the next episode. Yeah, probably. Hopefully she won't get ganged like she did back in uh uh Yeah, no, I don't ever want to see that again. Me either, because that was just horrible. And I'm trying to look for my notes because I had something written down for where are they now since we're all well and done right now aren't we or do we have more stuff no we're pretty much i think i think we've neatly wrapped this one up actually with a a pretty pink bow pink why does it have to be pink i don't know it's pretty oh okay yeah and then the passing of uh the notorious rbg is uh really yes daunting on my soul it's it's horrible but i do have some announcements and this is a thanks to one of our friends amy our lovely kate jenkinson aka ally top dog well soon not to be top dog hmm. she will be in some new drama series called amazing grace she's actually going to be the lead hmm. and good for her sigrid thornton we all know her as uh, sonia stevens no one love to hate yeah Ah, she's actually going to be in it too. Oh, awesome. So when yeah. is that coming out? Do we know? Um, I have no idea when that's going to come out. We will out, keep you posted. Yeah, we'll keep you posted. It's going to be a nine, uh, uh, nine network drama okay. series. It's the same okay. as Doctor Doctor. Yes. So it should so be interesting. we'll get it on, on Channel 5 in the UK. Yeah, and um, she'll, she's going to be a midwife. Oh, Lord, first... She oh, wow. was a criminal, then she was a doctor, uh, a drugged up doctor. Now wow. she's going to be a midwife. I'm going to have to watch this. I'm going to have to watch this. <laughs> so let's see how uh, she manages on that one. So, yes. you know. I would also like to kind of acknowledge the passing of uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Yes, notorious RVG. Yeah. Um, and I would, I would like to reinforce the importance of registering to vote and getting out there and voting um especially if you're a woman yes um and if you are thinking why is this person from the uk telling me to get out and vote read about rbg and learn why she was so fucking phenomenal and then you will go out vote well not only that um being that i'm a woman in america right now a woman of color in america actually to add to that it's we're in some very scary and dangerous times and i know mm. a lot of people are saying well it doesn't matter because it's the electoral college that matters blah 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 this and that you know you need to change let your voice be heard mm-hmm. do it yeah. register it's your right it's your it's not only your right as a citizen but it's also your duty to your um, your future self and your children and your legacy. So, yeah, be on the right side of history. And yeah. and I'm sorry I didn't mean to make it all political and things like that because, you know, I think it's at the all moment, over the place. And 
but I think at the moment, to be honest with you, and I see this complaint a lot being like, don't make it political. Um, life is political at the moment and there's it no true. there's no getting around it. The only way to get around it is to vote. Yeah, because look at what's going on in, in that prison. Isn't that political? What Lou's doing, undermining Ali every chance she can get. Life is you know, she's Yeah, it really is. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, I know I used to be one of those people who said, oh, I hate politics, but unfortunately, you know, it's gotten to the point where it's like, oh my God, you know, you have to head on especially misinformation because there are a lot of people out there who are misinformed and they listen to people who are dishing out that misinformation. Mm. Anyway, on that note, (laughs) (laughs) I want to thank you guys for listening on us. And I try to promise next week we won't be so political. Thank you very much for listening. Yes. And do your part vote and don't be mean, be nice because in the words of Mari, it doesn't matter who you were, only who you are now. So you can make that change and become a better person, just like Kath is trying to do. And, you know, make this world a better place for you and me. Okay. Thanks a lot, guys. We'll talk to you next week. Take care. Bye. See you later. Thanks, Lottie. Bye. Bye.